You're listening to Off the Back Foot, a Gloucestershire County cricket fan podcast with me, Graham Jones. Joining us in this episode is Rupert Bell. Rupert is well known for being the golf horse racing tennis correspondent on TalkSport. He's also covered cricket. He's been involved in cricket in the past and he is an enormous Gloucestershire County cricket fan. Um, we talk about his first experiences of the county, the Cheltenham Festival, um, him playing at Morton in Marsh where we record the podcast. Um, it was my first face-to-face interview. Um, it does sound a bit like we could th- uh, record it in the cathedral, um, but I hope you enjoy. He's such a, a passionate guy and I learned so much from him as well, so it's a real pleasure to have him on. I hope you enjoy. So I am joined by Rupert Bell. We, this is the first face-to-face interview the podcast has had. Um, we've discussed technical things, so hopefully it sounds all right. We are sat in the in the home of cricket, I like to call it, Morton in Marsh Cricket Club Pavilion, underneath a picture of Rupert opening the nets with David Payne back in 2017. And how are you, Rupert? Um, well, I've survived uh, and been luckily busy enough. And um, yes, I have very fond memories of this clubhouse. Yes, we when the, those nets you were alluding to, um, we did run a small cricket club called North Cotswold Cricket Club. And we then amalgamated with Morton and those nets. And it's a testament. Um, you were telling me that they've been very busy through lockdown. It's just what we and, and other members of the club wanted. And yes, David Payne came up and it was um, great to see him come up and of course he's having um, been having a great time of it and there's been a stalwart and there's great memories there and memories of some of the other people over the years I, back in the um, I lived when I was in Tottenham which is a village just yeah. outside Morton and I did play a few games for the seconds and um, I have one very fond memory of I wore contact lenses and I leapt and I was, I was a hopeless fielder. wasn't much good as a batsman either. And uh, anyway, I was enthusiastic as a cricketer. And I leapt for lunge for the second team for a, you know, and back in the 70s. So it was fairly agricultural for a ball. And my contact lens fell out. And then the image later was of 22 bottoms in the air looking for my contact <laughs> lens out on the square for Morton in Marsh and of course we probably weren't the fittest so it was but anyway I did find my contact lens but um, I did drop the catch so but anyway but that was nothing unusual but I do have very fond memories of Morton Cricket Club as a child coming and indeed watching first class cricket here as well so um, just it is you know, nostalgic in for all sorts of the right reasons and glad to see that cricket is continuing to have a place in, in life in Morton in Marsh, the sort of northernmost outpost of Gloucestershire cricket. It is indeed, yeah. And uh, like I said, county ground up until 1996. Uh, the other noise you might hear in the background is uh, Rupert's dog. Uh, is it Fudge? Fudge, yes. Fudge, Fudge the dog is roaming around the pavilion. Yes, yes, he's just checking it out. But Fudge, but, but he's allowed in because you're a full member. So uh, I've seen all the rules, um, but uh, he's um, curious as to what's going on. But he's very much part of my life. And um, But he, he probably wants to be outside on the uh, cricket field, but we won't. It's raining at the moment. But um, anyway, happy days. But no, this is just great to be... Um, here because as I say it's very important that local cricket thrives it's been difficult through the summer I'm sure you've found yeah, but getting games on it, it was fantastic actually after that long period of, of thinking you're not going to have anything 
I'm sure county players feel the same. And then suddenly being told, given the go-ahead, we were on it. Hmm. And we even made it on Test Match Special. We well, had they, an interview with our club secretary on Test Match Special. Well, well, that is just what... Obviously a competitor to you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, no, but that, all publicity yeah. and at local level and, and a club like this needs to draw um, people in and it's got the facilities now to hopefully continue to thrive with the next generation. We'll have the opportunities, Morton is expanding, mm. to get young cricketers coming along and enjoying the sport that I know has been an integral part of my, my life in particular. Uh, my two sporting loves are Aston Villa and Gloucestershire Cricket um, is definitely was my first big sporting love outside racing. Yeah, well, we'll talk uh, about cricket in a moment. Just, just give, it, give the listeners who may not um, know where you, where, who you are or where, where you're coming from, Rupi. So you work for TalkSport? Uh, I, I work, I have a small production company called Lloyd Bell Productions, was a lady based down in Cardiff, but I suppose I would be known from my TalkSport allegiances, which goes back over 20 years, covering primarily racing. Obviously, I do a bit of golf. Uh, I have done cricket for them. Um, I did the T20 final for them, but England won. But I didn't go to Barbados or wherever it was played. I had to do it from the studios in London. But that was the way. So I have done a bit of cricket for them, but obviously they've expanded that. And there's only so much that you can do. So I suppose from a talk sport point of view, I'm known more for my horse racing where I'm commentator and golf where I cover as the major tournaments for them, um, like obviously the USPGA and various other events. So it's been, that is my, and obviously I talk about Aston Villa. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's, which has been somewhat of a trial. Sadly, they, they don't tend to be asking me about my love affair with Gloucestershire cricket. It's not quite uh, there. Not on Alan Brazil's radar, is it? It's not on Alan Brazil's <laughs> radar or many others' radar, but... Um, it, for me, it is is important, and um, it is rather irritating when you get obsessed and you start checking scores every ten minutes. Um, but anyway, that's like most fans in any sport. So, but that would be where I'm better known. Yeah, but um, you, you did work um, for a company called Cricket Corps. Is that correct? Um, well, back in the day. Now, this was pre was back in the day. Well, late eighties. Um, I'd start, started my, after I left the army, I started my broadcasting career in Cyprus and I came back, worked in Worcester for Radio Wyvern, which God knows what it's called now, but anyway, on Barbell and Terrace. And then I went to work for one of these premium rate telephone services and initially in racing, but then I branched out onto Cricket Call uh, and all sport, I became the managing editor. So I managed all the sports and I did all the football, club call, cricket call. So all the counties at that stage were assigned and you'd have a, two commentators as a summarizer. Well, as managing editor, I used to give myself, you'd have a reporter assigned to each county. Gloucestershire had a guy called Mark Lamport Stokes, lovely guy, um, in Zimbabwe worked over here and he was, um, and, I then would occasionally go and give myself the privilege of commentating at test matches. <laughs> so I did that. Um, and then I moved to a company that then got the contract away from BT, Stroke Cricket Call. And we set up a thing called Cricket Scene. And one of the things, the reason we won it, we had this, you know, like speaking clock. We used to have a computerized scoring system, but it relied on the county scorers instead of doing the 
pen and ink and pencil and everything and they're beautifully uh, scored the scoring books which are you know you go back a great viewing and and, and reading um, taking it in the early 90s into the um, into the new era we got every scorer to be learn how to use a a computer and score using a computer it's not un it's not too difficult because a dot full stop is a dot ball a four but then there and then what it would happen when they went into the computer it would then turn into a um computerized commentary the name so it literally would be um i don't know cricketer at that stage you'd say bill athy dot you know 44 not out yeah and it would then, but if he scored a run, it would be Bill Athey, 48 not out. Yeah. So that's, so he was, but getting the scorers, I spent the winter of 1991 going around training the scorers. And they're probably the age I am now, which is in the early 60s. So it was, um, it was entertaining, <laughs> but they, they bought it. And now I'm sure everything, it's all, all on yeah. computer. I don't know whether counties still like to have the traditional old fashioned scoring book just for their records. Yeah. I wouldn't know whether that is the case now, what the county scorer does it, but it's literally all on computer. You can find it within seconds on the internet, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, well, I mean, if you, if you go to Crick Info or anywhere, yeah. the scores are there, and that's the way it's being done. Um, and I like to think I played a small part yeah. in the way technology was brought on to bring and move it on. It, 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 it was fun to do, and I got involved in that. And then, painfully, for a year, no, I enjoyed it. I then worked, um, I covered Glamorgan yeah. as their commentator and reporter. And I remember listening to the famous Legover moment yeah. um, outside Swansea's ground, in the, uh, having watched Glamorgan play, and um, sitting in the road outside the Swansea cricket ground, chortling to myself as um, John, uh, Jonathan Agnew and, uh, uh, and Brian Johnson collapsed. <laughs> uh, in a heap on air, and that went now, but but then had great fun. Covering the Morgan, they had a really good side then. Colin Metson, Steve James, um, Alan Butcher. Hello, Fudge. No, quite a Fudge. Um, and then lots of really good players. They had uh, Steve Watkin, Robert Croft was yeah. embarking on his early career there. So they were a good side, but a bit like Gloucestershire, probably didn't fulfil their potential. Let's talk about Gloucestershire. Yeah. I, I ask a lot of players and people I spoke to, the first question I normally ask is, who was your cricket hero growing up? It might not be a Gloucestershire player, but who was your um, hero? Well, there was only... Um, I mean, I remember always listening to... My first cricket memories, I, I remember watching probably in the early 60s, you know, you'd be Jeff Boycott and John Edridge were opening bats from Frigland. But my... There's no two ways about it. Um... Gloucestershire was very important, and as far as I'm concerned, there is only one. It, we, we won't refer to it as Proctorshire, but Christ, he was a player. Um, and I suppose he would have been um, the real hero. But if you, well, if you loved your Gloucestershire cricket, because he was a human, he dragged Gloucestershire 
you know, it was, it was quite interesting the way, you know, quite inspired when you think that Barry Richards and Mike Proctor were on Gloucestershire's book as young players. There were struggles for them to be able to become county players, but they had to be here for 18 months before they could play. But obviously Barry Richards went off to Hampshire, but Mike Proctor got his love affair and he was as committed to Gloucestershire and he would have been my idol. There was, I mean, I do remember watching the famous Lancashire-Gloucestershire semi-final. Um, well, I remember watching that in night, that was 1971, John Mortimer. Um, I read an article about Mike Proctor saying, well, I had to put him on because the umpire wouldn't let me go on. <laughs> and that's why we lost. <laughs> um, but I did, John, Mike Proctor was, was clearly um, an inspiration to all Gloucestershire fans. And he, 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 he did make us a, a half-decent team. And, and at various times, we should have won more than just the two trophies that he won. And indeed, perhaps should have finally ended the longest run in sport. The fact that we haven't won the county championship since it was properly formed, um, which is, a, I know we've won it, yeah. but it wasn't, it was WG Grace's era. Yeah. So if we could win anything, we like that. <laughs> um, but which is, and we've had our chances along um, 1969 when I was 10, uh, Dunblake and Morgan, mm. uh, 77, we should have won it. And then we should have won it in the mid eighties. Um, but as, a, as an idol, Mike Proctor was um, just fantastic. I've heard um, Mike Proctor got voted probably, well, he is Gloucester's greatest ever player, uh, overseas player at least. Mm-hmm. Um, as an all-rounder, because I, I, I've, had, I've had this conversation with other fans, I, I, I claim Mark Lane is the most important player Gloucester has ever had. Now, different areas, so it's hard to ask. Um, Who was more important for the county, Proctor or Lane? What Mark Elaine achieved was extraordinary with John Bracewell. That, I mean, yes. and, and Jack Russell. Don't forget, having that irritant behind the stumps, <laughs> terrified, you just knew because he would be jabbering. That was just, and Mark Elaine was, I wonder, in terms of we were winning that golden era 20 odd years ago was extraordinary. That is, you know, we were a tour de force with. Decent cricketers, but let's be honest, they weren't. How many? Why, Ian Harvey? Jack Russell was world class, clearly. But what I'm saying is, it was a team that knew what it was about. And that comes down to the captain. Mike Proctor clearly was far greater than the sum of the parts. Mm. Good cricketers, though, there were. If you look down that list, you're not going to suddenly say in the 70s, wow, right? There were good players. You know, Jack Davey was a good left arm fast bowler. There was, you know, we had had, you know, John Mortimer and David Allen before, world-class spinners, but we never really had top-class, you know, Andy Stovall, Stovall, good player. But, you know, none of them were ever going to be on the England's radar. Yeah. So it was different. He was a tour de force and that he brought people along with him because they didn't want to let him down. I think he inspired great loyalty. But I haven't answered your question. <laughs> but in terms of trophy, because he did win two trophies. And, and actually, not always, one of them, it wasn't always, I think Andy Stoddard was the man of the match in the B&H one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
So he, he got players to play for him. Mark Elaine, you know, they changed one day thinking at the county level. And we were unfashionable, as always had been. So people never gave us credit as Gloucestershire. But when you're winning, what was it? A treble. Uh, yeah, treble. Treble, and then you were winning trophies either yeah. side of that regularly. Beating the likes of Yorkshire as well. It wasn't we were beating proper teams. Yeah. Every time yeah. we were outsiders. Yeah. We never seemed to go in as favourites. Now, Mark Elaine um, was, it must have been just a... I mean, he played for England a few times, one yeah. day level, but you know, he never. You wouldn't say his English England career really went no, to a I great think he'd time. Say that as well, yeah, yeah. But what you would say is he got his team playing terrific and knew how to squeeze the pressure. And if you got Jack Russell doing what he did, and you got. Um, uh, just the others, you know, there were some good bowlers. Ian uh, Harvey, John Lewis. Well, I mean, if, if you think, yeah, Mike Smith. Mike, well, Mike Smith. I mean, one cap, uh, poorly treated. Yeah. Um, but he was never going to be. He was never quick enough. Mm. If you think about it, the trouble is, he could take wickets at county level, and it was a dodgy day. I mean, give him a day like I'm talking to you today when it's raining, and he'd be. He was a terrific bowler, and then, um, and the, you know, John Lewis obviously. He didn't he did all right? Yeah. So we, we had plenty of good players. Ian Harvey, who else? I mean, there was. If you go down the list, there were some seriously good players there. Um, yeah, around that time. Yeah. You know, even the likes of Matt Windows. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were all good counties, yeah. but they 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 knew feel they they knew what they were about. And if you think what John Bracewell was, you know, obviously he cut his cloth there, and they they. And it's in a way similar to what we've got going on now with Richard Dawson. Mm. You know, how long we can keep Richard is I'm not so sure because he's definitely on England's radar, isn't he? For some, clearly, some wrong. Yeah. So clearly, and he's been doing it, and it's it's probably helped Gloucestershire's player. You know, helped to Bracey get yeah. in. So I can, but it's you've got to have that. And but he had that record. It was extraordinary. But the answer to the question, each are. Uh, very creditable, and both should be revered um, in different eras, different type of cricket. But what Mark Lane achieved for Gloucestershire in terms of honours board, you, that's an easy one. But from my point of view, Mike Proctor, it Proctorshire was not a misplaced name. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a, that's a strong answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I'd get there in the end. <laughs> Um, but when going to the Cheltenham Festival and seeing Proctor go in yeah. was, was a joy. Um, and I loved, loved going there to watch him. As we, he, was, he was box office. I mean, yeah. that, um, and then we actually had, you know, we remember we had Sadiq Mohammed and Zahir Abbas playing for us in the 70s. I remember going to the B&H final. It was one fantastic at Lords. First time I'd been to... Well, fine. I've been to the first match I went to Lords was 1968, a wet day, 1968 Ashes test, Underwoods test. Uh, well, yeah. I think um, I remember going one afternoon. You could just rock up. But I, anyway, I, I rocked up on the day to the final and just standing in the um, bar stand because uh, I was about to go and do an army training course and singing, Zahir here's Abbas is magic. We all agree. agree. And I was surrounded by all these Bristolians chanting his name in honour of our great... And he was extraordinary. The spectacled whiz kid he was. And Sadiq Mohammed. So we, 
you know, those are, they were serious internationals. Mm. And that's why we came close to winning the, the county championship, because we had two world-class batsmen. And then our bowling attack, can't think who, who along, but, you know, who we else had, but we would have, but there, there was a seriously committed team. Yeah. I mean, Shep, I think, probably played for them at that time. Um, yeah. But um, we had Andy Stobbold and then Andy Brassington was around a bit, maybe a bit later. But, you know, they, they, we, we were a, a good team. Should have won the county championship in 77. Another one that sort of got away. 69 definitely got away. But we did have some good players, but we just didn't quite ever get it over the line. And actually... You know, we've had these we have these golden era moments, yeah. but nothing will compare to that era. But I would dearly love. Um, I did see Andy Murray win Wimbledon, which I thought would never happen. I would dearly love to see us winning the county championship before I go to the great cricket pitch in the sky. <laughs> uh, being based in this area of Gloucestershire, the northern yeah. part of Gloucestershire, how important is the Cheltenham Festival? Uh, huge. Well, <laughs> both festivals in my life. Yeah. I don't sadly get to go to the Cheltenham Festival now, uh, cricket-wise. Yeah. Obviously, I go to the racing one yeah. um, because inevitably it clashes with Wimbledon, the Open Championship. Yeah. So I haven't been for some time, but it's hugely important to the county. And obviously, the way the sport is developing, how is it going to be maintained in its format because yes Bristol is important but the financial lifeblood it, it beats it is the beating heart and the money and the spectators who come in they've got 10 days or two weeks worth of serious revenue for a county like Gloucestershire which wouldn't get huge crowds outside you know they've done a great job in getting people to go for the yeah. T20 and you know they've really got it going from that perspective which is fair play to the team at Gloucester um, but I would say that the festival, and I think it's important for the county game because it, you've got to have uh, um, venues that are draw crowds, you know, much as, I mean, I, I Neville Road is it's a slip from here. Yeah, it is. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from a Gloucestershire point of view, okay, we're in the northernmost outpost. Mm. But, you know, they used to play it in Gloucester, um, yeah, like but again, we know it's, but the Cheltenham Festival is a traditional part of English cricket. It needs to be maintained and hopefully they can find a way because Gloucestershire will need it uh, and I'm sure they know they need it. The ECB, you know, they don't want to be, and they will be looking yeah. <laughs> in the present circumstances for counties to, you know, they're, they're talking about a hundred million shortfall. Well, counties have got to be able to make it work for themselves. Well, for as far as Gloucester is concerned, Gloucester's Cheltenham Festival is so important. It's now very well run. I mean, I don't really know whether there was much hospitality back in the day. I mean, it was probably an ice cream van and that was about it. But it's marquees that you can eat in the Great Hall and everything now. Can't well, you? you know, and it makes it, it is important. And I hope it continues to be a very much a vibrant part of the county. And I mean, I just have such fond memories of watching 
not only Proctor back in the 70s, but then you'd see Courtney Walsh yeah. and Sid Lawrence. I mean, what an opening part, bowling partnership on a rock-hard Cheltenham wicket, yeah. firing it in. I must just remember one. I know the way now people hit the ball flipping hard, right? <laughs> and it's baseball style, you know, six home running, right? The player I saw who hit the hardest shot ever was a dual inter, um, international, was um, was Alistair Hignall. He and uh, he clattered a ball, covered right. I never I'm off the back foot, and it just fizzed to the boundary, and it clattered into the boundary ball. And I had I've never seen a ball. He had great big forearms. I mean, he was England fullback. Yeah, and um, you know in that day, which. If you think about it, you know, there were players who used to do play football and cricket. Um, yeah. And, but Alistair Hignall did that, and I, I must admit, he hit that shot, and I still remember that ball fizzing into the boundary boards. And I, even any one of the modern day cricketers, if they could hit a ball as hard as him, I'd have been very surprised. I mean, he was, again, he was a decent enough county cricket, never, but he was. A stalwart county player, yeah. But I, I, you know, give him the sort of T20. I bet he'd have been good if he'd learned how to. Um, so anyway, I remember that anyway. But seeing Courtney Walsh running um, at Cheltenham on a hot baking pitch, yeah. You know, you you wouldn't have been wanting it as an opening batsman. I think. <laughs> and Sid Lawrence, you know, that was a fearsomely good team but it really for me that's why Cheltenham I haven't watched much cricket down at Neville Road um, so for me it's all about Cheltenham so I'm very much a um, you know typical Gloucestershire yeah. cricket fan yeah. who passionate about the county but can't get to watch it so that's why you know when I may be not going to Wimbledon in the open I will be able to go mm. And grumble and say, "What's my as of my say, but you know, for me, I I do uh, love shopping. Uh, Just tapping into your media expertise, then um, the counties are are really trying to expand using the live streaming and etc. And there's there's a concern, obviously, with county cricket not being as popular as it once was, and how can they reach the markets, etc. What do you what do you feel is the future for? for uh, I, I tell you what, in a way. I think counties have been absolutely gobsmacked by the level of interest. I mean, I know from running Cricket Court, okay, that was 30 years ago and it was a money spinner. But it, that, Gloucester was never going to be the biggest earner because it's, you know, you could work out who had the big memberships, but it earned a few quid, right, for the county. So that was then, then the internet comes along, well, it, that's hard to monetize, okay? You can advertise the pages and, and, and that. But this is, for the casual fan, absolutely, because it's reasonably cheap to do, I assume. And they, by necessity, they've done it. And it's, and I think they've been, with the Bob Willis Trophy, I think the most counties have been absolutely surprised by the level of interest. And fair play, but that's sometimes out of necessity. If it's a way, it's out there. Yeah. Now we're talking, okay, it's raining. The Bob Willis Trophy should be being played when we're doing this interview. Yeah. 
but it's on ecb.co now for somerset fans um <coughs> pains me to say but they, no, they blew, blew us out but you know they're in the perfect yeah and everyone and even i was thinking well i might just pop on i'd like to see it yeah. playing at lords it's the final of lords the final of lords trophies are going to happen once isn't it yeah well i think it might, we might find the bob willis trophy might be kept yeah. as a name um but i i think it is um very important that every county finds a way of tapping in now because look you know it seems odd that gloucestershire is sponsored by cayman islands right well it's up there yeah. you know it's out there so they're getting the sponsors are getting a bung for their buck yeah. right and so i think it's very important that the casual fan you know we all go, i go on to crick info or i go onto the gloucestershire website but if i want to watch with four fixed cameras we know it's not going to be sky quality yeah. but that's not the point the fact is and they've got commentaries yeah so um i assume they have to have this service for the members who can't get in the ground at the moment they had to put something on for them, sure. Uh, I think that's part of the, yeah. I, the thinking. And also, for all, they know, every county knows they've got lots of casual supporters, of which I'm one of them. Yeah. There's no point me being a member. No. Because I, A, I can never get there. But I'm, you know, I know lots of people um, who are Gloucestershire cricket fans. Mm. Yeah, it's just millions around. Well, well I, millions. whenever I go, I mean, you know, there are people who will have a soft spot for Gloucestershire. Yeah. Of, of, that's their county. Yeah. Now, for whatever reason, but you know, went to university in Bristol. I don't know. It could be all sorts yeah. of reasons, but it is very important for the game to promote itself and to tap into the new generation. Is all about watching it, mm. um, and if that's the way forward. Because they're fi few fixed cameras now, and it's all remote. And you've got one guy operating, yeah. sitting there remote, patches in the sound. Technically, it's probably not that difficult. Well, I was talking to the, the T20 host of the Gloucestershire Cricket the other day, and he said the guy who's doing the directing also does the community outreach for the club. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's getting those people in who are keen mm -hmm. and just keeping it as cheap as possible. In well, uh, but so that we can tap yeah. into it. And it I assume now, even if next year spectators allowed back in, Gloucestershire would be foolish not to because they can um, exploit it and we will be able to tap into yeah. it. And I think that's very important that cricket is seen because we know everything is the great god football. It yeah. dominates everything. And I know from working for Tool Sport that you know, yes, they'll cover other sports, but football first, yeah. and then we'll see where we go next. Yeah. And it's got to be a semi-decent story. So for me, it is very important that cricket taps into its audience and its committed fans and helps people connect with the players. You know, and it, it must be tough for the players because they're not, they can't see any spectators. They'd love to be signing autographs on after, you know, the T20 matches they've been having this year where they've been playing yeah. some brilliant cricket, react with the kids and everyone who's there enjoying what they've been doing. But it must be tough for them. But if they at least know that their efforts are being appreciated at home, we're listening or watching, yeah. then that is terrific. And it gives them confidence and help that knowing that there is people, you know, they're not part of it, but 
spectators aren't there, but they know there's a lot of people wishing them well. And, you know, fingers crossed, um, as we record this, that, you know, they don't choke in the quarterfinal again. Uh, but, uh, Could you imagine the bad taking, though, after that Tom Smith for against Somerset the other day? To well, yeah, exactly. Knock them out of the tournament. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I work with Richard Hoyles, who's the ITV racing company, who's a Somerset fan. I saw him the other day at Warwick, and I said, your boys took one hell of a meeting <laughs> uh, to misquote um, a, football, a Norwegian football commentator. But uh, as Tom Smith, poor 18-year-old bowler, but fair. But the important thing is um, we know that there are a great number of supporters out there who want the county to do well. And if this, the club are helping us to enjoy the success this season, it's not been great watching the county championship because we've got to learn the bat, but um, we can bowl. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's, but this, it is quite nice. What they do seem to be bringing on some young players. Now it's by necessity because there's not the budget to get, yeah. to get the players. But if you have got encouraging players, obviously Bracey, Charlesworth, there are young players, you know, David Bain now is on the store, but he came through and is Chris Dent, you know, uh, when did he learn to play T20? Uh, I mean, but, you know, numbers, yeah. but I think it is important. So what the county has to do, the clubs like this, Morton, are part of the feeder ground. Now, look, I don't know whether you've got a whiz kid on the books here, um, but the, we, we've had players flirting. Young Carl. Yeah. Young Oliver. Yeah. yeah but I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, uh, but he, he was injuries. Never, injuries and he was never going to be big enough and... No. quick enough and you've got to be but the fact is at least we this part of the county they've got to tap in because let's be honest Worcester is nearer yeah, yeah. and Warwick is nearer yeah so it is very important that the county continue to oh, yeah, they, the county picked up the two Taylor lads from Oxfordshire I think yeah. they were Banbury Way or Great yeah well they were Banbury Way which yeah. is and I know they can tap into Wiltshire yeah but don't forget the northern part of the county bearing in mind there's great cricket village cricket and Cheltenham and everything this isn't equally as important Mm. ground don't think they go up the road you know 25 miles minutes up the road 20 to Worcester Um, you know because with the two counties are very similar Mm. um, in terms of probably finances and resources you know they've had to build a hotel blocks of flats were basically saving Gloucestershire yeah so I think it is very important that the county connects as much as it can. And I, I'm, that's my big thing is that it must feel that it's not just a Bristol operation. And I know, I think they are trying, but it's never easy. And finances are going to be strapped for in cricket with the, if, if there is a black hole of 100 million. You know, there aren't, the ECB are not going to be dispensing their largesse. So counties are going to have to really cut their cloth. But it was quite encouraging that when the COVID came, that they did say that, you know, everything is, the finances of the county are in pretty solid yeah. shape. And which is fair play to the team yeah. that, you know, luckily we do get the odd international, so that helps. So, but it means that it's a well-run club and, Clearly, it's going to be a testing time, but at least the playing strength of the county, and they are recruiting, getting players to come in, is, and that's a testament, I think, to Richard Dawson and the team. So from a Gloucestershire point of view, 
Um, yes, it's lovely that they're doing all right the one day, but just keep uh, now getting increasingly old man happy, try and win the county championship. But I mean, I'm, I am, you know, knowing that, that you know, it, it is um, it is still the most significant and important. And you ask, it's just like test matches, you yeah. ask the players, you know, yes, it's lovely to win the T20, but you're pretty, stuff. you're pretty quickly forgotten. I mean, I didn't know, I couldn't remember, don't even remember who won the T20 last year. I think it was Essex. But, have been Essex. It, but, but, you know, it, it is a bit of a sausage factory, but yeah. from a Gloucestershire point of view, you know, um, you do want us to win the county championship. And, and, and well, well, I want them to win the county, and I think we all do. And it would mean a huge amount to the players, the club, um, it would be a, as significant as that treble winning here. Yeah, I think it will be. And obviously, to get into Division One last year was such an achievement. Well, I think they would they, not I, be able to play in it this year. Well, the batting might have, we might have found it a struggle. Yeah, but the bowling. Been, but we would have had Pajara, the Indian uh, batsman. Yeah, okay, okay. but anyway, but <laughs> yeah, but that, but that, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, but you know, clearly. It is something we've got to find two yeah. batsmen who you can probably say, and clearly in the promotion winning season, yeah, yeah, you know, we were really punching. You know, that, the batting lineup did yeah, well, up. Chris Den, yeah, takes a lot of responsibility yeah. to top the order, doesn't he? Yeah. We need two or three. But you've got the Hammond's a good player. You know, they're yeah. all they're all the young. You feel there's been some work behind the scenes to bring players yeah. on, and I think that is where we struggled. You know, there were times when. Perhaps the one-day team did efforts did meant that everything else got slightly put on the back burner, and I, it was great that they won the one-day fight. Well, how many ever years ago it was? Yeah, the recent, you know, the twenty fifteen fight. Yeah, yeah. And you know what a effort that was. Yeah. But again, a team. You know, you talk about Proctor being an influence. Maxi Klinger was um, a huge part of trying to get yeah. Gloucester bringing in and developing and he was a an amazing asset to the county yeah. for however long he was there and you know he obviously was loved it and um, did help the county very much like Proctor but you know we did have some good players but you know you think we did have some good players but you do feel for some of the bowlers who went on to other counties and where has their career ended? You know, you think of Norwell was a Norwell, good player. Norwell, Craig Miles played great, to Warwickshire. Yeah. yeah, and then the Gidmans went off. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think but Will Gidman did well for us, but he, again, he was sort of... He moved on to yeah. Norwich, didn't he? And yeah. um, Alex Gidman's coach at Worcestershire. Now, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but what I'm saying is we had good players. Yeah. But again, I think it just, until Richard Dawson came along, I think that now there's definitely, we knew we had to only work with young players. We didn't have the budget to yeah. bring players in. So you knew that it's going to be a work in progress. And it was great for morale that we won in 2015. Now we need to win something else. Yeah. And, um, and this, this group of young players needs to find a way of winning something else. And hopefully they will, but it's, it's never dull. And I'm, as I hope you realise I'm quite passionate about it. Yeah. One more question, really, because yeah. we know uh, Fudge wants to get out there. Yeah, for yeah. More. Aston Villa to win the Premier League or Gloucestershire to win the County Championship? There's a, 
Uh, it, it, it's quite clearly Aston Villa uh, have been known to win it occasionally. Yeah. And I have to say, recent years I've been to plenty of cup finals uh, and it's not been much fun over the last 10 years. But, you know, there, there's only one thing. I've already alluded to the fact. Um, just to complete my... I've been... Okay, I'm going to sound like... I've had some great sporting memories in my time. Watching Murray win Wimbledon. I've watched Tiger Woods win Opens. Um, horse racing at Frankel. Many great horses over the years. Um, I, I mean, I'm... Uh, obviously, going to Lords in 77 is a great memory. And so I've had great sporting moments. But just... If you've been supporting a team since the late 60s, um, yes, it's been fun. I mean, I, when, I digress again. I mean, when we should have been, I was living in Cyprus when we should have won the championship in the mid 80s. And I was having, I'd be lit, I'd go and park my car so I could listen to the BBC World Service so I could get the scores at lunchtime every day and then the papers would only come the next day outdated. so we, it was a nightmare trying to follow our progress but we had a good team then um and you know some really good players um and it was so close mm. we haven't i don't think come close again since the mid 80s um and obviously been languishing in division two mm. um but that would be, um, yes, I think I could. I'd like to own the winner of the Cheltenham Gold Cup <laughs> and I'd like Gloucestershire to win the um, uh, county championship. And what's the similarity there? Cheltenham is part of my sporting <laughs> heritage in every sense of the word. So that would be an amazing achievement by the club and I would be one very happy supporter, as I think all of us would be yeah. um, and it would be a great story and let's hope that we can find a way of doing it um, but it's going to be hard you know if we've got top players then hopefully they don't it, football style it's not a stepping stone club we don't want to be that no, no I think but that's why we've got to keep Richard Dawson yeah great answer thank you very much Rupert thank you Rupert Bow there. Uh, I'd like to thank Rupert for his time. It was brilliant spending time with him, having a chat, and also picking his brains because he is a real journalist, unlike me. Uh, it was fantastic to have him on. Uh, until next time, uh, stay safe. Mm-hmm.